Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Good Game, Nice Try. <clears throat> I'm your host, Aaron Blair, along with Got a little something in the your, better host, in your throat or? Sonia Reed. No, it's just, you know what? I'm a little trepidatious because sometimes we start these and we don't know what we're going to talk about. And when that happens, I always feel like I say something embarrassing. <laughs> it just yeah. goes right to being embarrassed. And let me tell you something, a, a little story that happened to me. Because it's Christmas Eve, right? Mm-hmm. Here's a little Christmas story. I went to a holiday party. I might have had a little too much to drink. Hmm. Okay. okay. And I'm I'm leaving the party. It's at a really good friend's house. I'm leaving the party. And I've called my lift. On my way out, I'm like, oh, look at all these snacks. Ah, oh, delicious. Now I can't say no to a bowl of cheese. What am I just gonna I was walk gonna by? Say, what kind of snacks are we talking about? It was a, it was a plethora, a cornucopia of delicious snacks. And so there's a, a a bunch of cheese. And I'm like, God, this cheese looks good. And so I just kind of grab a bunch of the cheese, okay, and I I start eating it. And the host of the party, my good friend, goes, "Hey, man, that's dip." And I go, "What?" <laughs> and I was like, "I'm like, he's like, yeah, that's what are you doing? That's dip." I was like, "Oh." And by the way, it was. Uh, solid enough that I could grab a handful of it. So I'm chewing on this cheese dip and I kind of turn, all right? And I say something to him and I have my phone in one hand, the cheese dip in the other hand. And this isn't, I don't feel like, I'm not going to put the blame on him, but in this house, look, just put ramps. Do we need stairs everywhere? Can't we have more ramps? It was a sta- two stairs that each were like tiny stairs, tiny little ba- stairs for babies. This is stairs for ants. Coming from the, the six foot three. Uh, yeah, coming okay. from the six point three months. Anyway, I turn to go, what? It's dip. And I trip on these tiny little baby stairs, <laughs> stairs for ants. And my body instinctively. Now, look, I have my phone in one hand, cheese dip in the other hand. My body, thank God, instinctively cradles the phone because it's the closest thing I have to a child. I would have cradled the cheese. I would have cradled the dip. Well, so it goes to save the phone and my hand goes out to steady myself against the wall, and I smash a whole hand of cheese dip on my friend's wall. It was like the Haley's Comet of cheese dip on walls is what it yes. was. And let me tell you something you don't want to hear when you're leaving a holiday party. It's okay. We had to repaint that room anyway. You just don't want that. You just don't want that in your brain as you're getting into a lift, you know? That's a good energy to take drunkenly with a cheese-filled hand into a lift, I would say. So, anyway. Uh, but point Happy be- holidays! Happy holidays, everybody. But it made me think. It made me think about 
why I shouldn't play VR <laughs> with other people around. First of all, I'm a hazard to everyone and walls. Second of all, I look, I'm a moron. I'm a clumsy moron. What's the worst injury you guys have given yourself while playing VR? Well, firstly, now I just really want to put you in a room with bowls of cheese dip everywhere and then put you in VR and see what happens. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that could really be wild. Feed you a few drinks, get you a little tempted with a with some dip. So anyway, I'm working on che- a cheese dip simulator in VR, I think is where we're going with this. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. I'm, I cannot wait. <laughs> Life's I a video game wait. anyway, guys. Life's just a big old video game, right? That's true. Anyway, that's my Christmas gift. That story is my Christmas gift to everybody out there. Non-denominational Christmas gift to ev- oh, to so everyone out you. there. That's right. That's so kind of you. And you leaving a Christmas gift uh, for, for them and us for you out there. We have a wonderful guest today. He's a pro League of Legends player, Twitch streamer, and cross player. And he's been in the esports game for a hot minute. He is a super OG. Uh, we had an absolute blast chatting with him. Here is our interview with Sneaky. So I don't know if you actually remember this, but we did meet uh, a long time yep, ago. I do. Yeah. And I, yeah. Do you remember this? Do you remember where it was at? Yeah, it was at uh, season three worlds. I think it was finals for mm-hmm. for league. I remember. I remember you said like I was the first person to say your like username. <laughs> uh, yeah like in real life because i had i had yeah. just started streaming like not long before and yeah it was weird hearing that like in real life <laughs> yeah yeah i get that but um i think that was honestly the year for me that i was like holy shit uh esports is really like it's i mean it's a it's a real thing it's insane the fact that the staples center was sold out in like an hour was unreal, unreal to really think about. So when you first started getting into like League of Legends, League of Legends professionally, did you think that it would be like as crazy and as huge as it is now? Um, no, not really. I mean, when I first got into it, I was just, you know, gaming and playing because it was what I was really good at. I wasn't like, you know, looking into it to see what the future is like. Uh, it's just kind of something that you're <laughs> in, right? Uh, but it is pretty insane. How did you how did you originally get introduced to gaming? And like when did you think when did you start to think you're like, wait, maybe I could do this professionally? Like was there like a moment that you kind of were like, this could be, I might be onto something here? Yeah, I mean my dad obviously introduced it to me as, you know, really young, uh, considering I was playing like because the Super Nintendo, I don't know, it was that really old machine. I was playing like I think it was I think one of my first games was Mortal Kombat, actually. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, you know, wow. M-rated. Is, <laughs> I think my mom was like, uh, I don't know if you should be playing these games. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good start. That's a good start. Yeah. I was like, yeah, my most memorable ones are that, Mortal Kombat. And then after that, it was like on the, I, I forget the console name, but it was Banjo-Kazooie. That was the game. Oh, yeah. Like N64, maybe? Yeah, I, th- I think that's it. 64. Can you imagine in like a different timeline that you probably went pro in Mortal Kombat or something? <laughs> or Banjo-Kazooie? <laughs> or Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's actually pro Banjo. It's actually pretty funny. Like, 
even though I started, you know, playing a fighting game, like I kind of didn't really touch fighting games for a really long time. They're very hard to get into. I agree. I kind of think I, I, there's something to, I don't know, like, yeah, there's, it, it doesn't feel, it's kind of like how I would never really play golf. It's more about like a singular, I just don't find it interesting, like fighting games. For Have you played reason. any? I, I've been playing them recently. Uh, you know what? I really love, I'm a sucker for storytelling. So I love the story and the cutscenes. And like I, and this is hundred uh, percent true. I will watch on YouTube, just all of this cutscenes of Mortal Kombat. Cause mm. it's, it's like a movie. I mean, it's fantastic versus the actual playing. I, I'm more of a street fighter guy. Cause I, f- I find Mortal Kombat too um, technical in a way. It's kind of like doing like my, my hands are doing math. Does that make sense? Like the combos are so dry. I don't know. I don't like the rhythm. Yeah. yeah. There is some really complicated stuff in fighting games. It's like, yeah. I, I don't know if you've seen like Marvel versus uh, Capcom. Oh, sure. You know that one? Yeah. And, like that game and the team tag type. It's pretty similar. Like I've been playing yeah. Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, like that one's actually a very simplified form of fighting games. But even that one, it's like really hard to learn because a lot of what you have to learn in those games is it's like muscle memory. But it's also just like consciously knowing what you're going for before you even like do it. It's like if you hit them when you're in the air, you have to know like what you're leading into with your brain. But like your fingers have to know what to do by themselves. Uh, absolutely not i'm so i just button mash and like kind of hope for the best <laughs> but it never it doesn't really uh it doesn't really fly in that game yeah it doesn't feel like it, it doesn't feel like it, like and correct me if i'm wrong but i haven't played a lot of league but i feel like in league there's a flow and you're kind of in the flow of what's going on versus a fighting game is kind of like like you're saying your fingers just have to be working 10 steps ahead of your mind yeah i mean i think it's a similar concept for for most games, um, maybe maybe FPS is just different because you have to be so focused on your aim all the time. But I mean, you, you kind of know what you're doing uh, in league as well when you're trying to well, when you're sure. trying to kill someone. Like you have like what abilities you're going to do. But yeah, it, it's it's very mechanical and like in the moment. So it's not I, I wouldn't say it's really the same way that you do it in fighting games, because like I said, in fighting games, it's like it's more of muscle memory when you're going for the combo, but like you have to be conscious about what you're doing and like where you hit them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know. My mind doesn't work. I've, I've <laughs> had too much pop or whatever. My, there's parts of my brain that are Swiss cheese that I just can't operate on the fighting game. Line, <laughs> I, don't think. I just don't have it in me. It's just my, my, the pieces of my brain don't connect up. What yeah. was, so when did you realize that you could maybe game as a career, like professionally, like, was there a moment where you kind of were like, Oh, this is it. Well, so I was, you know, kind of jumping around different games. Uh, you know, you know, I'm just a gamer, right? Just playing whatever is fun to me. Played like, you know, well, I mean, it goes super far back, but basically started with like Warcraft 3 customs, just playing around. Played some Dota. From Dota, I went to like Heroes of New Earth. Uh, and from there, I went to League. Uh, you know, none of the games, I'm sitting there like thinking to myself, like, yeah, I really want to play competitive i just kind of just played for fun and that you know kind of just leads me to getting to the high elo high mmr getting in to really competitive matches just you know pure solo key right just playing with people that are you know good um and it kind of just leads to itself from there it's like when you're good at a game people recognize it and then it kind of just turns into that it's like people start offering you things like 
hey man, want to play for my team? We're going to try this tournament out. And it's like, okay, sure. Like, because, you know, everyone <laughs> sees these things. Like, you know, you start watching competitive yeah. and then it kind of just leads from one thing to another. Like, I think it's like a natural process that was happening before. Um, I, I think the process would be different nowadays because of how established things are. Mm-hmm. Like, if I were to do the same thing, like, I, I could be thinking about going competitive because, you know, all these games have like franchising and these sorts of things that make it such a more obvious choice that it's like okay like this is an actual career that you can look towards yeah so i I think that's a pretty cool thing about it and like what a what a crazy time to be like at a point you know say like 20 11 12 13 when you're like super good at league of legends it's not even something that's in your head that you could be going you know like professional career like it's not it's not that common of a of a career path, but you're still getting all these crazy offers to like join teams and be like part of these championships and part of these um, tournaments and everything like that. Like how, how was that? Yeah. I mean, back in the day, for sure. It was pretty nuts. Um, I mean, you know, I, I guess for each player it's different, right? Like if you look at the perspective from wild turtle, who was in a pretty similar position, uh, like he, he was on, the team cloud nine before I was, but then like they, they were an amateur team at the time, C nine. And then he got an offer from TSM because chaos was messing around and he like, wasn't showing up for their match on time. So they, they're like, all right, like this guy's just going crazy, I guess. And then they needed someone to play. So they took turtle and he like, he did so well in his opening match for TSM. He got like a pentakill basically. Well, when I say basically, I mean, he literally did, but <laughs> basically, literally, yeah, it's like he got a pentakill and they're like, okay, like this guy's, like, right, this guy's okay. just insane, I guess. And then they yeah. just ran Dude's with him. He's got skills. Yeah. yeah like for, for him, it was just went from amateur team straight into the best team in North America. Like, like that, that stuff's crazy. And then, you know, you go to me, it's like, uh, I, I have a similar path, right? Like I was just an amateur. Um, it wasn't called amateur, but it was just not the main like big six teams at the time. So you just, I was just playing and then we got into the LCS qualifier, which, you know, you had to go beat a team that was in LCS. So we did that. And then we came into LCS and just destroyed everything. So it's like, it, it, it really just depends on who you ask those questions, but it, it's a pretty similar path in regards to how you start off and where you end up. Oh, yeah. very true. And that's led you to Worlds seven times. You've won LCS twice. Yep, yep. Absolutely crazy. And I love how now, you know, with everything that you've accomplished and everything that you've been doing, now you've kind of taken a little bit of a pivot into, uh, which, you know, is not any less off of your plate, doing full-time streaming <laughs> and cosplay and a bunch of other incredible stuff. But I'm seeing you're doing like, 11 hour streams oh, yeah. and like crazy days. How, how, how do you, how <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't swing that at all anymore. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just have fun when I'm streaming. Depends on how many hours of league I'm playing. I've, I've been playing like six recently, but yeah, I just, I just have a good time. I chill with chat. Don't really take what they say too seriously when they're, when they're <laughs> criticizing me. Cause you know, I mean, people always love being a critic in chat yeah uh, but I, just, I just have fun with it like see all the fun stuff that people say uh have a good time myself in the games like i don't really ever get too frustrated 
when I'm playing games, um, even when they're competitive, it's like, you know, you can only do so much from your perspective, especially in a team game like League. It's like some of it's in your hands, but then some of it you just really can't control. And I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. kind of should be like everyone's attitude. But some people get so caught up in it, they just start fighting with their teammates. It's like, man, you really made me not able to win. It's like, you're like, just get good. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it, it must be nice to come from the position of having been under so much pressure on these high stakes, giant matches to now, like how upset are you going to get when you're streaming? You're kind of like, yeah, I've been, it's not worlds. It's, uh, it's fine. It's not, you know, do you still, does that conf- uh, competitive fire still burn within you? Like, and you kind of are just, even though the game doesn't, is not a high stakes game. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stress that comes with competitive specifically. Cause I, I kind of remember a lot of it. Like when you see uh, the teams playing, uh, on stage and then you see them lose like like from my perspective now just streaming and watching because i i've been like co-streaming to lcs which is just us watching the streams uh nice. together uh i've been doing it with like medias and double lift but yeah like nice. when you watch those games you don't really feel the players emotions like you know sometimes you'll see them cry or you know put their hands on their face like frustrated whatever those types of things like you can feel that sort of but like those feelings kind of linger in the players for you know the whole day it honestly can go on for weeks wow. and there's there's always just internal struggles that the teams have you know figuring out how to win um and you kind of forget those things just watching and i mean if you've never even been yeah. in it you don't really know how it is but it's like a super competitive environment where everyone's trying their hardest to win i, I mean you know that's the hope at least on each team uh but you know even that doesn't even exactly happen it's like always back and forth with people potentially not necessarily trying to win. And it's like, okay, well, how do we deal with this guy now? But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't really feel any of that during solo queue, obviously, because, you know, it's a completely different environment. Like, it's not like I'm just playing for fun. Like, I'm trying to win, but I'm having a good time. Just, I mean, you know, most games, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just a lot of uh, just trying to play for myself. See how well I can do in Silicon. It's a good attitude to have about it, honestly. <laughs> Especially yeah. in League, I feel like. It can be kind Absolutely. of punishing. Yeah. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. I will say, I do think about a lot. And Sonny and I have talked about this before. Alternate universe you. Like, if you didn't get into gaming, like, what would it be? What would you be doing if not a professional gamer? Like, if I wasn't a professional gamer, like, I was in college at the time before I went professional gaming. And I went, 
probably would have just stuck in that field and made games instead of, you know, Ooh. playing them professionally. Yeah. <laughs> what's the game? What's the game you would want to make? What was the, what's your uh, like perfect game? Um, I mean, back when I was younger, I used to like, I, I remember thinking about it with my friend at the time. It was like the game that we would make. It, it, I don't know. It was some sort of like Sims-ish world where you could control things, but not house building, but it was like, just world building like you could do anything but when i think back on the idea it's like but why <laughs> like like why would you play that game <laughs> i mean people probably thought i mean at the beginning before people made sims people were like but why yeah well I'm, but like there's a concept to it where you know house building and like mm-hmm. right. you know messing around with the internals of a house and you have a little character that has a job they have to make money so you can build the house right yeah. But like for mine, I, I mean, I guess you could do like a business, but like mine was just more building like, you know, a planet kind of thing, but not, not specifically a planet, but like a civilization, but it wasn't, it wasn't mm-hmm. like a city. It was more like you could customize each random person in the environment. That's why I say like, when I think back on it, like it's not really a purpose. I mean, it, it seems like the Sims, but just taken to like the next degree yeah. like the sims but universe yeah you know what yeah. i mean sims generations mm-hmm. honestly kind of want that <laughs> yeah, dude i would play that in a heartbeat what about the sims but you control everything else all the things are alive the tables and the toasters except and for the, the ro- person except for the people them. you can't control them yeah you control <laughs> everything else <laughs> sandy what would your alternate what would you uh be doing if not oh my this? god well it's it's funny because i actually i didn't realize how we had i mean i'm not gonna say a similar path but i <laughs> i was also in uh you know i'm not i'm not pro lcs but i <laughs> i was also studying um game design and game development uh in college and i kind of just thought that i would have a career in making games that's where I wanted to go. That's where I started. And that's all I wanted to do because I just loved games and I wanted to put more out there. Um, but then, yeah, it, almost like verbatim, I feel like I've said that a handful of times where I started making games, but now I had a career in playing them. You actually started making them? Um, I made this one little side scroller. Uh, it was a cat named Q and it was just like a like a dumb little pixel side scroller <laughs> but i never really i never got too into it because it was kind of like a jack of all trades master of none i learned like a bunch of different languages but nothing really got me anywhere was that like a project you had to do in college or is that just something you made in your own that's something i made on my own we had some that we did in like in the classes but this was just kind of like a can i do this can i just like make a game because uh-huh. it seemed it seemed unobtainable so i was like i don't know let's mess around and find out <laughs> That's cool, though. I mean, it is like it is kind of an interesting thing to think about, you know, in terms of because also like, I don't know, like gaming as a career, it seems like something now that just of course, of course, it would be a career. Mm -hmm. But kind of back in the day and kind of what you were saying, Sneaky, it's like not that you forged the way, but it didn't even really occur to you that you even kind of could do it until you were kind of doing it. Yeah. You know, like did your parents did you ever have to convince your parents like this could be a thing or did you ever have to say, or were your parents like, yeah, of course go for it. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of did have to initially. Cause <laughs> I mean, I was in college and uh, like I was doing fine at first at college. And then I started, you know, putting more into the competitive. Uh, so my grades were dropping obviously. Uh, and then like the end of the semester of uh, what, what do you call it? Like before, like right before holiday break kind of a situation. Yeah. So like at the end of that semester, I just 
ha- had like pretty bad grades in my classes, but I was trying to go for the LCS qualifier. So I, bas- I was basically all in and then I ended up failing the qualifier at the time. Mm. So then my mom, like I wasn't, you know, updating her all the time at all my grades and stuff. But then she ended up looking at my grades. She's like, uh, what happened? <laughs> and she, she was pretty mad. Uh, and then I, I like explained to her that what I was doing and that I was going to try again. But this time, like I was going to try again for LCS, but this time I'll like keep up my grades. And I did. And then like at the end of the summer semester, or not the summer, but the spring semester, like I had all good grades. And then this opportunity came up where I had to fly out to California like a month before the tournament to even join C9 at the time. Yeah, it, it was a pretty crazy commitment, commitment for me. Uh, but yeah, like I told my mom, like, uh, I'm going to keep up my grades. And then when I have to take the, the tests at the end, like I'll fly back. And I did. But like, I, I OK, I got into LCS and I flew back and took the test, but then I failed the test. <laughs> but you're like, you're like, mom, priorities. Yeah. But yeah, initially, like I had to explain to her like what I was doing. Um, she wasn't really very into it. And like, I, I didn't really like when I had to fly out and be in Cali for the month, like I didn't really ask if I could or like ask for her opinion on it. Like I was just telling her like I was going to do it. Because I knew it's like what I wanted to do, and then I knew that I could do it. But yeah, it was it was a little you know dramatic for us at the time. I can imagine. Uh, do you find that you have to uh, like explain less and less? Because like, I feel like back in you know like 2013 and something, people even just streaming on Twitch, people were like, "What the hell is Twitch?" Yeah. <laughs> but now I feel like a lot more people kind of understand, and a lot more people have at least like heard of Twitch or heard of live streaming or heard of esports or, you know, have some kind of inkling of, of the industry. Do you find that you have to explain what you do less and less to like a, a broader group? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, I'm also not really, I haven't really been around people that I need to explain to. Yeah. But even if I were to find someone like, I'm sure they've heard of Twitch nowadays. Um, the most explaining I had to do was, you know, earlier I was like, have you have you played fighting games? <laughs> like that kind of question, like more specifics into the gaming stuff. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially on, um, I mean, especially with Twitch and you've been kind of pivoting to doing uh, like Patreon and uh, that, that whole realm of cosplay and everything. Uh, yeah. It, I think we are in a really cool space where you can do stuff like that. Like you can yeah. just, there's platforms where you can do stuff that you're just like excited for and be able to have a, a, career on it and be able to have you know a living through it yeah definitely cool the avenues available to people nowadays i mean especially with like youtube i think was like Mm -hmm. the originator really yeah it's a and i feel like for people it's almost like now artists can create their own business around what they want to do using all these and you can kind of pick and choose like you're saying like if you what you're doing is better on youtube you can concentrate stuff on there but people can still support you through patreon which is great you don't need to worry about oh god i gotta go back onto twitch because that's where my subs come from and now it's oh it's september and i've got to do you know it just becomes like this insane that gets in the way of creating which is always a pain Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And on the vein of creating, I love how like your cosplay game has just exploded (laughs) over the last couple of years. Like it's it's insane. And I wanted to ask, like, are you making these outfits? Are people sending you these or like who does your like do you do your makeup? Does somebody like I need to know because this (laughs) is like this is like high production. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So I've had costumes made. I never made any. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of insanely uh, skilled work to be able to make the costumes like that. And there are some Mm -hmm. cosplayers that do that. They're crazy. They're crazy good. But yeah, I've never made any. But so usually I just purchase them. Um, Usually use AliExpress. There's uh, there's a lot of Chinese uh, manufacturers that make some really good cosplays. Hmm. Yeah, usually I just do that. And then uh, Lynn, my girlfriend, does my makeup. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, originally, I like for my first one, first two that I did, it was some like random schoolgirl thing that I wore. Like that one was sent to me. I wore it for like Halloween. And then the next one was when I was in China for Worlds 2017. Uh, there was like a fan asking me, like, if I made it to quarters, like past group stage, or like, would you wear the schoolgirl outfit again. And I'm like, I don't have it. <laughs> like I'm, I'm here in China. Like I didn't bring that. <laughs> and they're like, was it, wasn't on my packing list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, I think like impact was like, Oh yeah, the, they'll totally get you something. I'm just like, okay. And then like, they ended up bringing me the maid outfit. Yes. Like I just, I just yes. wore it and took some pics and like everyone liked it. And I'm like, okay, like, I guess people like this. And so then I kept like experimenting with things. And then, like originally, I I never like thought of doing the makeup or anything, but turns out I think I look pretty good with makeup. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you kill it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I never really thought of adding all that and like the wig too, because yeah, if you I don't know if you've seen the like the maid one that I was talking about, but like I was just in my normal hair, my glasses and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like nothing special, yeah. just wore the outfit. Uh, but yeah, it's cool at first, and then I just you know tried turning it into more and worked out and it's, it's fun to do as well. Finding someone who can do makeup, I feel like is key. Cause that takes it to like the next level. That really, I feel like is like put, brings it all together. You know? Oh, for sure. And I think just finding like, you know, someone that you or something or someone or whatever that you want to cosplay that you actually just really enjoy. Like, I love how you've done so many league skins and it's, you know, it's all part of your, like who you are. Like you, you're known for league. You love league. Yeah. Like it makes sense. Um, I think the, I've only done maybe like one or two little cosplays. <laughs> it was nothing like nothing. I did Ellie from the last of us mm-hmm. and I'm like, that made sense. Like that was fun. I had somebody like scratch my face up and make me look all like, yeah. you know, weathered. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean like I just, you know, I love the last of us and I thought it'd be fun. It was just something that I wanted to do. And like, I was playing cyberpunk. I wanted to do like a little cyberpunk situation but uh yeah i think just finding something that you really like or some finding games that you really like is super important yeah yeah um sneaky i i hate to say it, we're almost out of time but we'd love to end every interview with uh, asking our guest their best game and their worst game uh but let's start let's start low and let's go high what is the game that drives you the most insane or you are the most disappointed by uh in the world your worst game what's yours me? Yeah. Well, for me, now starter. look, I am I'm very old school. So I used to play the Commodore 64 and there was oh, a game that ki- 
Yeah, dude. This is like when you were, this is years, this is decades before you were born. The Commodore 64. Commodore? It was a, yeah, it was a, a precursor to the PC. There was a game before fucking disk drives, dude. It was a game on cassette. There was a cassette player that hooked up to the machine. What? I'm not making this up. Yeah, dude, listen to this. I'm just loving and, your progression of facial expressions throughout this yeah. whole thing. <laughs> Have you heard of this? I've heard of the Commodore 64. I've not heard of this game, though. No. So, and there was a, a, it was on a cassette. It was a Robin Hood game. 1982 is when this thing was introduced. Yep. You had to, and by the way, now if you wanted to buy one, they're probably like $1,000, but uh, for vintage style. But you had to, to play the game, you had to play the whole cassette and the game would load up and you would get three lives. And once you would die, you would have to rewind the tape Load it up again for 45 minutes, dude. Imagine queuing up. You have to wait 45 minutes every time you want to play. And there was a dude who would kill me with a, a flaming arrow in this Robin Hood game. So Robin Hood on the Commodore 64 is my worst game. If you lost, you had to wait 45 minutes. The whole time. Correct. And by the way, you got killed that's the thing, like, people complain, like, oh, Dark Souls, Bloodborne. I'm like, yo, motherfuckers, you have no idea how hard games used to be. <laughs> You're right in no it. No idea. Huh. Oh, I lost all my stuff. Yeah, who cares? You didn't have to wait 45 minutes to play again. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It is kind of funny, like, the Stanley Parable did a thing, you know, where after you beat the Stanley Parable, you have to wait five years before you can play the game again. It won't work. Oh, my God. Really? So, I, I, yeah, which is kind of hilarious, but... <laughs> So anyway, that's my worst game, but only because it was so rage-inducing and literally took years off my life waiting for that game to load. Hmm. But yours doesn't need to be that bad. Just what what's a game that makes you a little crazy? I mean, there are some trash games out there, but... <laughs> I think I actually scared you deeply on like a, a primal level. <laughs> I, think I, I could see your eyes have this like... You've come back from war, you, like thousand yards. Because, like, okay, like the concept is just so confusing. A cassette tape is where the game's played off of. Like, I mean, yeah. I guess I'm like, obviously, I, I, I've been around like floppy disks and you know regular CDs. Well, it's it's a similar thing. I mean, frankly, if you think about it, a hard drive or a floppy disk is a similar thing. It's a record, it's right? Inside, Spins yeah. up. And it's reading a magnet, not not with SSDs now, but it was a uh, spinning hard drive is reading a magnetic record, basically. So it's not that different. It's just much quicker. Technology is bonkers. It is bonkers. I'm too dumb to <laughs> yeah, it's, even know how to spell technology. It's pretty fast nowadays, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. How about how about I give you this? So I don't have a trash game, but I have something trash about a game that's really good. Yeah, absolutely. So Witcher Three. Uh, I don't know if you guys have played it, but obviously it's a really good game yeah. and people love it. But I think the combat is just trash. Like, <laughs> I, have you guys played it? Yeah, I haven't. But yeah, we did a Clueless Gamer where Conan was excited to have sex in the video <laughs> and made me leave the room. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got it's got some scenes. <laughs> it's got it's got some scenes. I've never seen yeah. <laughs> so excited to play a game. Combat combat garbage scenes. <laughs> not so bad. Yeah, I mean, like, a++. it's not realistically that bad on the combat, but it's just, like, it's a really good game, but the combat's just, like, a letdown. And uh, if you've played it on the hardest difficulty, it's called, like, Death March. 
it's even worse. And there's like this terrible boss in the DLC called the Toad Prince. If you're on the hardest difficulty, it's the most cringe fight like ever. <laughs> oh, no. It's so bad. Like the monster, it's it's similar to Dark Souls in a way, Sonia, but like it's just done so much worse. Like the dodging and like, you know, you know how you, if you roll in Dark Souls, you have like iframes, like invincibility frames. Like mm. you just don't really have any of that when you roll in Witcher. It's it's super bad. Jesus. No, I'm good. That sounds so punishing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, so best game. Now, the game that makes you the most excited and happy. If, you know, we, I'm, it doesn't need to be League. It could be whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think League's up there because obviously I've played it so much. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe Persona 5 Royal. Hmm. Um, Hell yeah. That is the game. So, uh, my friend Ron Funches, who's a comedian, he loves that game and has suggested that game to me. Oh, like more than any other game, I think the Persona 5 uh, Royale has been suggested to me. Yeah. It's supposed to be it's, incredible. It's like the combat's similar to Pokemon in a way. Hmm. You have, you know, your persona. And the main character can like, you know, get any persona. But then you have these other characters in your party that just have one and they attack with it. Uh, but the story is insanely good. The music is so good. Like I listen to the music all the time, oh. just playing League and yeah. any of that. Uh, but then like Royal specifically is like it's like they resold the game with DLC, but they added stuff in the game throughout the whole time to make it insanely sweet. There's like a, I think they're called Showtimes where they mm-hmm. just randomly activate and it's like this really cool scene event that does a lot of damage. Um, and it's like between wow. two characters. Maybe you guys should look them up, but there, there's some really cool yeah. Showtimes and it, it adds a lot to epic moments and the the royal specifically like fixed the difficulty because if you played on hard mode um or maybe it was very hard yeah i think it was very hard uh on regular persona it was it was actually like a terribly balanced difficulty i spent like eight hours on the first boss (laughs) but in royal if you played on the same difficulty it was like it was way easier because of the mechanics they added Whoa. Hmm. Wait, so the, the show, those events you said trigger randomly, so you don't really know. Uh, yeah, the show times, you can't like, you can't yeah. force them to activate, but they just activate in combat and they do a lot of damage. But they look Dude, really cool. Nice. Amazing. That's awesome. I love that. Man, I got, maybe that's my next one. Maybe that's the next deep dive. I've that's also had that, dive. I've also had Persona 5 recommended like 101 times. Yeah. That's it. I love it. Well, Sneaky, thank you so much. This was honestly a thrill. And I'm very excited. Your streaming career, uh, we're excited to see where you take it. So uh, very cool. And I think I'm going to workshop our uh, our Sims, mm. uh, you know, backwards mm-hmm. Sims idea. And I'll, you know, and we'll, we'll get it out there. Well, we'll Don't come worry. back with a deck or something. <laughs> we'll make it happen. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right, make sure to check out Sneaky on Twitch at twitch.tv slash sneaky, L-O-L. He is fantastic and obscenely talented. Agreed. I cannot imagine being at that level uh, of League of Legends. Or anything, really, in my life. Or anything. (laughs) Uh, We're going to be right back after this quick break, so stick around, won't you? Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. 
We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Welcome back. Well, happy holidays, everyone. I know you've all got what Blay is flexing already. And I is this your gift? Is this your gift to us? Well, I was flexing just, on Zoom. Listen, I was just thinking it's the holiday time, right? And and what's better? What what does everybody talk about during the holidays? Christmas movies, right? Mm-hmm. I saw a Christmas movie last night starring Hulk Hogan called Santa with Muscles. That's right. What? Santa with muscles. Real movie. What what year was this? It was post uh post suburban commando. Okay. I was thinking, look, Santa with muscles would make an awesome game, right? Your that Hulk title alone. Yeah. A great video game. Your Hulk Hogan, man, beating people up. I mean, the movie was absolute dog shit, but uh would make a good game. What are some other Christmas slash holiday movies that would make good video games? There are so many to choose from. There are so many. Honestly, I would think of my go-to movies for the holidays, and I would just love to have them converted into games, but I didn't know that a lot of them have been. What? Wait, what? I know. One of my top, I would say, is The Grinch, the Jim Carrey version, How How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I didn't know that they actually did make that into a game. That came out <laughs> at the same time as the release, like 2000. It was like PS1 era. What? I had no I had no idea this was a game, and I am so sad that this is missing from my life. What is it? Is it open world? What kind of game is it? It's a platform stealth game. A platform stealth cringe <laughs> game. I need it. All right. I need this. I need this immediately. It's just Metal Gear Solid, but skin <laughs> to be cringe and Christmassy. <laughs> Honestly, I'll take it. Why does the Grinch have an eye patch? That's interesting. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's canon. Stop asking (laughs) questions. I'm going to tell you my number one Christmas movie does not have a game. Love Actually. Uh, Ah. What would that game be? Can I? Is this a safe place? Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, except for me and Cheese Day. I think think you laughing doesn't make me feel (laughs) like it's a safe place. (laughs) Sure, it's a safe place. You immediately start like nefariously laughing. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, I've never seen Love Actually. (gasps) Oh, it's great. Whoa. Jen's jaw dropped. Just feel like it's, you know, everyone's seen it. It's great, but I will say, watching it now, one of the storylines, real creepy. (laughs) Oh, no. One of them, you're like, whoa. I mean, there's actually like multiple storylines in that movie that are pretty creepy now. There's like, yeah, maybe like- Does not hold up. Maybe three of them. Well, it holds up. I think it holds up. Okay. I think it holds up. But uh, yeah, there's, I guess there's like probably two or three that are not good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, based on the the very minimal that I know, uh, dating simulator. Great. Yeah, that's oh, true. Oh, yeah. True. What about a, what about a fighting game? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, what thing, one kind of game that uh, now that I'm saying it, I really want to see an emotional fighting game. You fight with emotions. Oh, where you just like lash back with words yeah. and you're like, 
You so and so. Oh my god. Yeah, like you do combos of like things to cut them down and make them feel inferior and insecure. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. Hybrid dating sim. It all works out in the end. It all, you know, it takes all of your uh, emotional strikes, and in the end, you make up, and then. I mean, do I you know. make up I, or do you defeat do you defeat your partner? It's like, oh, you're wearing it's like finish him. Oh, you're wearing that to the party. <laughs> Fatality, you know. Like. <laughs> They're like, and I am Googling for new therapists. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. There Thank we you go. for that. Why is there not an emotional fighting game? Let's make and it. And are we the first? Let's make it. I'm down. All right. I'm down. Let's make it a Christmas game. Yeah, <laughs> I can't oh. wait. We're blending a lot of uh, a lot of themes here. It's going to be chaotic and great. I love it. <laughs> Guys, party's at my house. So and, mm-hmm. and when I serve the cheese dip, I'll just ruin my oh, own God. Yeah. We are keeping the cheese dip very far away <laughs> from Blay uh, until the end of days. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for hanging out. Happy, uh, happy holidays. I hope you guys have fantastic Eve. Uh, and let us know what your favorite holiday movie game game that should be a movie, movie that should be a game, I don't know, everything else in between, uh, at Good Game Nice Try on Twitter, and we'll see you next week. Good Game Nice Try is produced by Jen Samples and Nick Liao. Our executive producers are Joanna Salvatarov, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Engineering by Will Becton, with engineering and sound design by Chester Guazda. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. Special thanks to Lisa Berm. Music by Jan Danik. Danik, 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 Danik. Reindeer, reindeer bells. Reindeer bells. This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.